story. Murders, too. <laughs> the hermit knows of them all. Turn out your lights. Turn them out. Ah, have you heard the story? Mark and Kim watch something. She opened the car door. She saw it there, hanging from the side mirror. A hideous, bloody hook. I'm sorry, did you just yawn? That story wasn't very scary. Well, that's what you've said about all 53 stories I've told so far. What gives? This just isn't a very exciting Halloween, is all. Q, you know COVID-19 ruined trick-or-treating this year. Yeah, I know, but you said that you would plan something super special instead. Look, I already said I'm sorry for ordering Professor Board Game's pancake party too late. You know I don't know nothing about the internet. If it's any consolation, it should be here in uh, six to ten weeks. It's not that. I was excited about the camping trip, but you said we'd stay up all night telling the scariest stories ever. And so far, they've all kind of been... blah. Well... What about the one about the ghost? I mean, he rattled chains. He said boo and such. You also said we'd roast hot dogs and marshmallows over the fire. But all you brought was this basket of fruit. Well, Mom didn't want you filling up on junk food. Here, let me roast you an orange. Dad, if I didn't want the s'mores made out of grapes and mango slices, I don't want a roasted orange. Well, how about I tell you the story about the old Wilson place? You know the haunted house at the end of our block? Uh, they say it's haunted by a horrible creature known only as Hamburger Head. Ooh. Stop, just stop. I want to tell a scary story. You? Yeah, just give me a moment. I can't believe she didn't like the story about the ghost. I mean, he said boo so many times. What else did she want him to do? What's this? A TV VCR combo? pile of junk a couple of weeks a couple weeks ago thought it might come in handy sometime it runs on batteries and what's that a vhs tape sure it's my scary story walt disney's hocus pocus apparently old people like you love it well to be honest it's actually a little after my time the description on the back of the box is bone chilling i can't believe disney put this out well fire it up by which i don't mean throw it into the fire <laughs> Yeah, I know you didn't mean that. Why would I do that? Okay, Quinn, please, l let me roast you a banana. Dad, you know I don't like bananas. Well, can I roast you a couple blueberries? Fine. All right, how many do you want? Quiet, man, the movie's starting. Dad, the movie's over. You can come out of your sleeping bag now. No! Are oh, the witches gone? Yes, Dad. Are uh, the scary zombies gone? Yes, he was nice the whole time. Did you not pay attention? Uh, I mean, I watched the first ten minutes and then I crept into my sleeping bag. 
I'm kidding. I watched it all through my fingers. Wow. Well, anyway, so we watched Hocus Pocus, and uh, I thought before we talk about what we liked and didn't like, uh, give a quick rundown of the plot for the people out there who haven't seen it. Uh, Hocus Pocus is a Disney movie from 1993. Um, it stars Bette Midler, who you may remember from the film Scenes from a Mall, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker of Mars Attacks, Kathy Najimy, uh, she's from the Sister Act movies. Uh, there's Thora Birch, of course, from Monkey Trouble. There was a girl who kind of looks like Hilary Swank. You know who Hilary Swank is? No. Uh, she wasn't the first Karate Kid, uh, but uh, she was the next Karate Kid. I don't understand what that means. And, of course, Disney heartthrob, heartthrob, heartthrob Omri Katz. Omri Katz. Played uh, the main uh, young man. Uh, Max, and he is in a movie that we've got to watch for this podcast called Adventures in Dinosaur City. Wait, which one's Max? The brother, the, the brother. older brother, yeah. Uh, we've got to find Adventures in Dinosaur City because if there's two things in this world that I like, it's dinosaurs and movies. Adventures. So, um, anyway. <laughs> I, I was going to say dinosaurs and pizza. That's true. I do like pizza. We're uh, having pizza two nights in a row. We're having pizza tomorrow. We're having pizza. We had pizza tonight. <laughs> a little, a little glimpse into our domestic home life. Or should I say we had pizza today and we had pizza yesterday because it'll come out on. <laughs> would you, Never mind. Would you I'm stop? I I meant to have this discussion with you before we were recorded. Do not break the illusion. This was all recorded in one night around a campfire. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, so maybe our campfire started with a Joe Biden ad, but still, you know, it's still a campfire. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the movie the movie Hocus Pocus uh, starts in olden witch times in Salem, Massachusetts, and uh, with three sisters, the Sanderson sisters, and they have uh, kidnapped a little girl. And using which using what's essentially the Necronomicon, the uh, Sumerian Book of the Dead, yeah. um, they're going to use it to steal this little girl's life essence so they can be young again. And in fact, I think they do it, right? Yes, they do. Yeah, because they start off as hideous hags and then become beautiful younger women. And uh, Beautiful younger women. Well, of course, uh, of course um, Thackeray Binks uh, is the little girl's brother. And I he, love Binks. Uh, well, we'll get to him in a second. Uh, he um, he thwarts their plan, I guess, even though they are they turn younger, right? So he doesn't really thwart any plan. But he does dump their elixir over. I guess they yeah. wanted the elixir for future essence stealing. Yeah, mosquitoes are bad tonight, aren't they? Um, and uh, so for his troubles, they turn him into an immortal talking black cat. And you said you really liked uh, you really liked Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was he was cute and he had a fun accent. Uh, anyway, they turn uh, they turn uh, him into a cat and then they are apprehended by the townspeople and they are hanged. And uh, no, it's hanged actually. Hanged. I, I think you'll find the actual term is hanged. If I could teach you one thing during this podcast, it's that when people are strung up by the neck and we talk about it later, uh, we uh, refer to it as them being hanged. So then we flash forward 300 years later, Max and his sister Danny are the new kids in town, and uh, they're from California, and they're not really loving the new, the new town, Salem. And in fact, Max is real, you know, he's real surly, he's a real surly 90s teen, uh, but I'll tell you, he's, he has, has a crush on a girl in his class whose name I 
Don't remember. But he's got a crush on her. Vanessa? Yeah, maybe it is Vanessa. Something like that. I think the actress's name is Vanessa, actually. Oh. <laughs> Quinn knows actors and actresses more than characters. I didn't even know. I was just... <laughs> That's weird, though, that you picked that up. That'd be funny if we're uh, Vanessa. There's nobody named Vanessa that's even associated with this movie. We're just saying the name Vanessa. Um, so anyway, he likes this girl and um, blah 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 blah. It's it's uh, it's Halloween, <laughs> classic '90s '80s story. Max and Danny's parents are going to a big adult party. party. That's right. So Max has to take Danny out trick or treating. Oh man, that's not cool. Blah. But he takes her trick-or-treating, and they somehow end up at Wait. this girl's house. She's dressed up as... I don't remember, but I remember what Danny was dressed up as. What's Danny dressed up as? He was dressed up as a rapper. Danny? Yes. Danny's the little no, sorry. sister. <laughs> I am so wrong. That's all right. Oh, Max. Yeah. Max is dressed up as a rapper. Yeah. He just has a hat and some sunglasses on. Yeah, then he, I guess he turns it around backwards. and yes. Instant rapper. <laughs> that's what... Uh, Danny. That's actually, that's actually what I'm going to be going... As for Halloween this year, yeah. Only uh, what what I'm gonna I'm actually going to be like a gift wrapper at Christmas in a department store. Somebody dressed like myself. Actually, I'm gonna get a pair of khakis and a button up shirt. You're you're not very good at wrapping presents. I know. Well, that's why at Halloween I like to dress up like something I aspire to be. Like I'm not good at it, but I wish I was. I'm kidding. I I I have no. I don't actually care. I probably could have improved. I could have improved my gift wrapping skills sometime in my 41 years of life, but I never did. Anyway, Max and Danny end up at the uh, at his crush's house, and her parents are having some sort of like eyes wide shut style Halloween party. And uh, Max goes, hey, why don't we go to the old Sanderson place and uh, check out what spooky goings on are going there? Because I guess the people of Salem had turned, have turned the Sanderson sisters' house into, into, a, a, museum. into a museum. So they... <laughs> That's how you know a museum spooky when you uh, describe it as a museum. So they go to the museum, and uh, there's the Necronomicon. Uh, what? You know what the Necronomicon is? It's like this book. Well, you know they have this book, the oh, yeah, Sanderson the Sisters. Eye. Yeah, and it has an eye on it, and apparently it's bound in human flesh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the Necronomicon was it was bound in human flesh, which which is really dark for a Disney movie. Yeah, I must it add. Is. I mean, if three witches being hanged at the beginning doesn't hanged. get you. It's, uh, you know, there's a book um, bound in the flesh of dead people. I mean, that's disturbing. Anyway, while they're there, there's a candle called, uh, I guess... Black light candle. A black, a black light candle, black flame candle. Max lights it uh, just for... He loves a lighter. Oh, yeah. They find a lighter. That's a the, great point, They yeah. find a lighter at the very beginning of the museum, and he just keeps using it. He's like, he's here's something. Yeah, lighter. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he loves to flip it out all cool. Yeah. Like, I remember in high school when pe- people had lighters like that. And, like, yeah, they just want to flip it out and show you and then, like, flip it closed. It's a, um, oh, what do you call it? I forgot what they're called. but a flip match. Yeah. yeah, it's called a flip match. <laughs> Quinn knows. Um, but, yeah, don't you find, isn't that funny that one of the um, keepsakes you can buy at the Sanderson Sisters Museum is a lighter? Yeah, a lighter. <laughs> it doesn't even have, it doesn't even have, like, a witch on it or anything. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. He's just a black lighter. Yeah, so he gets that lighter, he flips it open, and he lights his candle. And apparently if the candle's lit by a litten, if the candle's lit by a virgin on Halloween night or something, mm-hmm. uh, the Sanderson sisters will come back to life. And uh, for laughing in the face of the paranormal and the uh, he evil... He goes, this is just a bunch of hocus pocus. Yeah, exactly. 
Hence the title of the movie. Very good. I'm good at this. <laughs> uh, Max says, this is all just a bunch of hocus pocus. Lights it, and then who returns? The Sanderson The sisters. Sanderson sisters. I don't three remember. Three stooging it up, left and right. I don't remember right. any of the Sanderson sisters' names. So, uh, Maddie, boy. Julia, and Toby. Maddie, Julia, and Toby, the Sanderson sisters. It's good. It works for me. I'm, I'm always bad at remembering characters' names in movies. Don't feel bad. I can't believe I pulled Danny out of my butt. Um, so anyway, for some reason, the Sanderson sisters, uh, since they've been summoned back by this black flame, have the have uh, until sunrise to do their um, to kill children to stay alive to make their potion again. Right, the, the potion essentially kills children and steals their life essence. So apparently, if they kill enough of Salem's children, they can live forever. Yeah. Thus, the plot of the movie. Uh, anyway, what we learned... Oh, they they steal the book so they can't remember the potion. That's right. Max and his pals steal the book. Because... And then wackiness Binks ensues. That's right. Binks... Oh, and of course, Binks returns too. Binks actually tries to get Max to not light the candle by jumping on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not work. It does not work. Cause Max, because Max... Because Max is, is going to Max. <laughs> Max is going to Max, baby. Um, I'd like to... I want to... I'd like to know if he has that same carefree, kind of like devil-may-care attitude in uh, Adventures in Dinosaur City, too. we got to watch that as soon as possible. As soon as our camping trip's over, I'm combing the internet for Adventures in Dinosaur City. All we have to do is watch this uh, Joe Biden um, commercial. Stop! It's a real campfire! (laughs) Okay! Anyways, um, the Sanderson sisters run all around town. It's 1993, 300 years after they're dead, so everything's different. Uh, there's buses. Oh, no, a black there's, river. There's a black... Oh, that's right. Uh, they're afraid to cross the black river, which is just what? Which is just a road. It's just a road. They don't know roads. So, they push them into the road, and they're like, ooh, this isn't deep at all. Yeah. In a true horror, horror movie fashion, one of the things we learn is that the witches can't set foot on hollowed ground. Yeah. So the first place our heroes go is to the graveyard, because apparently witches can't... Um, I would advise you not to get your hand too close to the fire. Okay. Um, because it'll ruin the illusion and you'll burn yourself. Um, so, um, so here's a part that I didn't understand. I, I was going to ask you if you were paying attention. I thought I was watching the movie, but when they're in the, um, graveyard, the witches can't land, but they can kind of hover over the graveyard yeah, and harass them. I don't understand them. that. But they call forth a zombie named Billy from his grave. Who is Billy? No idea. Okay. I feel like they explain it really fast. Oh, like Binks explains it really fast. Oh, you suddenly it's, know? It's one of their um it's one of the people they killed. So Billy is someone they killed. Yeah. Okay. And that's how they summoned them. Okay. Summoned him. Well so anyway, they summon this zombie Billy out of the ground. <laughs> zombie and Billy. Here's a here's a fun here's a fun fact. Uh, when Billy has a head, he's played by one actor, and then when Billy gets his head knocked off. He's played by a different actor. Okay. Isn't a fun internet movie database no. factoid? I thought that was interesting because Billy gets his head knocked off a couple times. So uh, for those of you at home who didn't know, you're watching two different actors portray the character of Billy, who is probably the most useless character in the whole thing because I don't even know why he was there or who he was. Your explanation was fine enough, Quinn, but I still don't get it. Anyway... They uh, they chase them around uh, through the night. Uh, eventually, all the um, children get bewitched by Sarah Jessica Parker's harpy song. 
and they're all walking. The, the children are walking to the Sanderson place for uh, to uh, I guess to give up their life essences to the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, yes. Max, his sister, and his lady love um, trick them into thinking the sun's coming up. That with the really, car. That yeah, with the car. That really. Daylight savings, everyone. What's funny I don't think is that's what it's called. <laughs> no, I think they say daylight savings. What's funny is though they use that trickery to escape Danny, Max, and 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 the next Karate but the Kid. The kids are still coming. But the kid, right? The kids are still on their way to get slaughtered. But they still have the book. The Sanderson sisters chase them to the uh, graveyard. The sun comes up. And the Sanderson sisters explode into dust, thus ending Hocus Hub Hocus. Wait, one of Does that sound like what the movie was about? Yeah, one of them. Even though I watched it mostly from inside my sleeping bag. Go ahead. The, the main, the main uh, Sanderson sister was um um actually went into the graveyard by accident. Oh, and that's she right. Froze. Yeah, she turns Wait, into she a turned statue. Into a stone. But then, but then she still explodes. And then the sun came up, and she turned into like. Quinn, let's talk about things we liked. Okay. Name a thing you liked from this movie. I liked when they put the three witches in the room and set it on fire. Ah, uh, oh, I want to talk about that. So they, at some point, um, they get the idea to lure the Sanderson sisters into a kiln, which yeah. I told Quinn what a kiln was. Uh, sort of. I stumbled my way through it. But uh, they 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 trick them into going in there and they burn them up in the kiln. And course, they think they're dead. They think they're dead. Well, well that would make sense. I True. mean, don't... Would, don't humans die in a fire? They're not humans, of course. That that being True. the key. You just you just hit it right, the nail right on the head there. Uh, but um, my question is this. There has got to be a scene or several scenes missing because how did they get them... How did they trick them into the kiln? Yeah, they like went into a school. They go they... into the school. The Sanderson sisters somehow also get to the school. They're lured there by Max, who's doing like a radio broadcast. Yeah. But where's he suddenly doing a radio broadcast? I guess in, you know what? what in the principal's office where they have like the uh, they're they're uh, they're doing like a contestant thing, mm -hmm. and they're pro he's probably in the principal's office, and Danny and uh, his girlfriend are. Over there, where they, where they, they're, where they're probably gonna go. Not like they're gonna go there unless they locked all the other doors. Yeah, no. Well, they put a radio in the kiln, which just made me realize that not only did they burn up the Sanderson sisters, they burned up a perfectly nice radio. Radios are really hard to come by in the nineties. Really? Oh yeah, they were real scarce. <laughs> yeah. But you like that part where they burned them up? Uh -huh. You're sick. I'm scared to go camping with you. What if you roll me into the fire? Oh, you don't want to see this look <laughs> in her face. No, don't pick up the fire and put it near me. <laughs> no, the screen is hot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a fun thing. Uh, I wrote that down as something that I thought was weird. I was going to ask you about that. Oh. Um, I really like, um, there's a scene where the Sanderson sisters are walking around town amongst the trick-or-treaters. Oh, yeah. And they see a guy giving out candy dressed as the devil. And this is dark for Disney, too, because they see the devil and they go, ooh, it's our master. Uh, because witches um, worship and uh, praise the devil. Um, it, this has a very narrow view of witches yeah. too, but, uh, um, but it's, it's like the fun horror movie version of a witch, not real witches. But anyway, uh, the, this guy giving out candy dressed as the devil is played by Gary Marshall. I know you don't know who that is, but he's a, dire <laughs> he's a director. And then when they, they go into the, uh, devil's house, uh, to, and meet his wife played by Penny Marshall, who, as I've told you is 
Gary Marshall's sister. sister. And they're playing husband and wife. They're playing husband and wife, uh, which is uh, weird. But that seems funny because it's got a whole... You've got Gary Marshall, Penny Marshall, Bette Midler, Kathina Jimmy, and, you know, to a lesser extent, Sarah Jessica Parker. She's good, but she's not, like, funny or anything. But she, Although she's very funny in this movie. Um, she's the blonde, young. she's like the youngest oh, like sister. Her. Yeah, I think actually she's my favorite one. She's my favorite. But it's a scene with a lot of comedy heavy hitters, and I, I liked it. It was, it was pretty fun. It she's was, was kind of like a respite for adults in this, oh, in this movie. Oh, you know who, she's the best part in the creepy part. Tell me about that. The bus. Lean forward. Oh, we'll get right. The, that's, yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. Quinn and I have a very least favorite part, and we'll get yeah. to it. Uh, the one Is other. Fly? We are outside. Well, we are outside. There's all kinds of things out here. Um, <laughs> um, oh, my other favorite uh, thing was, uh, I really like the actress. I thought you said the fire would keep the bugs away. Well, it should. The digital bugs, I meant. Um, and viruses. I also really like Thora Birch. Um, she's the actress who plays Danny, the uh, little sister. I've always, uh, she's an actress I really enjoy. And typically, she plays the kind of part in this movie, the like precocious little girl that usually in a movie makes me want to throw up in rage. <laughs> throw up with rage. But uh, she's actually really charming in this movie. I enjoyed her. Uh, and then my, but my other favorite part of the movie was when the kids go to the um, Halloween party where their parents are. And um, they find, uh, uh, Danny finds her mother. Uh, who is dressed in a costume. Hang on, she's dressed in a costume. And Danny says, Mom, who are you supposed to be? And there's a pause. And she I went, said out I said out loud, oh, she's Madonna. And, uh, and her mom went, uh, Madonna? And Quinn looked at me and went, how did you know who she was? To which I said, I'm very, very old, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, things we didn't like. And I think we didn't the like the same driver. thing. The bus driver. The bus driver. He is creepy. He, yes, he is. What? Very what? What's what's he do that's creepy? Uh, Quint, Quinn just shed a single tear. He's so creepy she can't... Even, no, this is a character that did not age well. He's very yeah. inappropriate with his comments to the ladies. Uh, actually, the, you were saying... Oh, a speed bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ran this over... Is a fa- you know what? This is a family program. We can't even, we can't even describe what you're talking about. Got it. <laughs> But just, if you watch this film, folks, look out for that bus driver and the oops, a speed bump part. Disgusting. Wait, but he comes back to life anyway, so why can't we talk about it? The bus driver comes back to life? No, what I'm you- talking about the cat. Oh! That's yeah. the speed bump. Oh, there- oh, good. Quinn didn't actually understand what happened when the, uh, when the bus driver did that, so forget I said anything. Yes! The bus runs over Binks! Yeah. But what happens? That's when he says he hit a speed bump. And then the cat reinflates. And, then, and he like he's like flat, and then everybody starts crying, and he and he blows up again, and he's like, "Remember, I can't die." <laughs> well, that's I want to say another thing. This is from 1993, but the the special effects on the talking cat, not bad, not terrible. It's certainly not the level of. Uh, it looks like the cat's mouth is moving. That's all that Quinn needs, as long as that cat's mouth looks like it's moving. Um, do you think they did that with computers, or do you think they put, like, some peanut butter up in his gun? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, no, don't stop it! Do you remember the show, do you remember the show Mr. Ed? What? Mr. Ed, remember that show Mr. Ed? Is that before your time? It's way before my time, too. 
There was a show called Mr. Ed about a talking horse, and I think they put peanut butter in his mouth. <laughs> Why? Quinn just shed two more tears. <laughs> because then it looked like he was flapping his gums, and he would go, Hey, Wilbur! He would talk to Wilbur. You just put peanut butter where? Like up in his... <laughs> Well, I wasn't there, but I felt like they put peanut butter up in his gums. Why would that do anything? Because he's like, because he's trying to get it off. He's trying to get it off his gums, and his, uh, and it looks like his mouth's flapping around. Uh, we gotta, we gotta. That's, I guess that makes some sense. Matt and Quinn gotta watch a thing uh, for slime for, pit. for uh, no, it's not a cartoon. Don't talk about stuff we haven't talked about to the audience. Oh, fine. Uh, have you? Is this your first time ever having a podcast? Hmm, let me think. Quinn. What grade would you give Hocus Pocus? Out of what? Okay, uh, I'll give you a couple scenarios. Okay? Or, no, no just let me give you a couple scenarios. One through ten or... Let me give you a couple <laughs> scenarios. I'm going to chase you around the campsite until you, like, shut up. Okay, one uh, on a scale of one to ten. Ten being okay. the best, one being... Bleh, what would you give it? Ten. I'd give it a seven. On a grading scale, A being a passing grade and F being a fail, what would you give it? Can I change my answer real fast? You haven't even said an answer. No, I'm talking about the other answer. Oh, one in ten? With the creepy driver. Yeah, I don't care. What are you changing it to? Eight. Okay, so the creepy driver means two points missing. Yeah. All right, so how about a letter grade now? Uh, C minus. <laughs> Makes no sense. B. And if you had to give it uh, a number of cauldrons out of four cauldrons, how many cauldrons would you give it? Uh, three and a half. Wait. Two and a half cauldrons. Sorry. Your, your grading system is so whacked out. <laughs> I would give it three out of four cauldrons. I enjoyed Hocus Pocus. You can't do half it's the a first time. No, you can do half a cauldron. Doesn't okay. it? it's mag they're magical anyway. I had a lot of fun watching. It's the first time I've ever seen it. I'm not exactly sure I understand why there's a cult around it now, why there's and there's such a call for a for a sequel. But uh, I enjoyed Hocus Pocus. It's a lot of fun. Um, anything else? Nope. All right. Well, uh, we actually have a sponsor this week. Uh, so here's a commercial from uh, this week's sponsor. Hi there. My name is Benjamin Ordgame, but my friends call me Professor. No, I'm not a real professor. In fact, I dropped out of school after seventh grade to join the circus. But I do wear glasses, and some of my friends say that makes me look intelligent. And since most professors are intelligent, well, you get the picture. You don't have to be a professor to figure it out. Halloween is the number one holiday of all time, but unfortunately, Halloween celebrations all over the globe have been canceled due to COVID-19. That means no trick-or-treating, no bobbing for apples in your youth pastor's garage, and no walking aimlessly up and down Franklin Street with a flask in your back pocket. What is a child to do? Hasn't anybody thought of the children? Well, I have, and that's what I'm here to talk about. I've created quite possibly the most exciting board game ever invented. And it's right here! Professor B. Ord Games Pancake Party! Turn your depressing, candyless Halloween night this year into a pancake-filled orgy of fun and excitement. Just ask the co-host of this podcast, Quinn! Actually, Professor, we haven't received a copy of the game yet. My dad ordered it on the internet, 
but he, well, he fouled it up. Oh, well, that's okay. Let's play a quick round right now in real time, and then you can tell the people at home what you think. My dad says this spot needs to stay at 30 seconds, and we're already way over. The box looks kind of cool. It's a little damp. That's the pancake batter. Ew! The game comes with one game board, four player tokens, each one shaped like a former president I admire, one sack of pre-made pancake batter, additional bags sold separately, the, yeah, the Professor B. Ord game Pancake Party VHS tape, featuring a whole host of celebrity cameos, and four funky colored pancake flippers. All you need to bring to the party is a TV-VCR combo with working remote control, four electric griddles, one for each player, and a table large enough to accommodate everyone involved. Think that table Bruce Wayne and Vicki Vale are having dinner at in Batman 1. Remember that? It's real big, and they decide to eat at a smaller table? Well, I'm talking about the big table. The smaller table will not work. So you basically need to be Batman to play this game. <laughs> well, it wouldn't hurt. Okay, anything else? <laughs> you really don't want to try the game out real quick? No time, sorry. In fact, we stopped recording this commercial 30 seconds ago. Uh, but wait, how are people here? Alright, well now's the part of the show where we typically do a Muppet question of the week. And I thought for this uh, Halloween, Halloween spectacular, uh, we'd do a very special Halloween themed... Imagine that, a Halloween-themed uh, Muppet Question of the Week. So the the scenario I posed to Quinn this week Can was the following. Can what? I tell them the um, three things that you need a, that are the three um, categories? Yeah, well, let me just set it up. Yeah. So since no one gets to go trick-or-treating this year because of COVID-19, uh, you know, we don't get to us do our usual um, Halloween thing, which is we have some friends over. Shout out to the cooks and the Maslows. We eat some pizza. We get a couple of the, we get a couple uh, large zaz from the local pizza place. <laughs> and then we go trick or treating, and usually a bunch of people end up coming back because they either get too hot, too cold, or they're just done. Wow, I was gonna or say. Water. I was gonna say typically, Dad, uh, aka me, uh, takes a couple slices for the road. I like to walk around. And yeah, because, eat pizza while I while I chaperone. Because he gets home later. That's right. I get home from work later. So anyway, so I thought we don't get to do it this year. So let's do a virtual trick or treat outing. Uh, not as exciting. You can't eat the candy. You can <laughs> you can think about the candy and dream about it. But what I wanted you to do is put together a trick or treat crew. Yeah. Um, using Muppets. And Quinn, why don't you... Uh, so there were three categories, and why don't you give us the three the categories? The first category, you need three friends to go trick-or-treating with. Three friends. The second category, you need a chaperone to watch you. You gotta have a chaperone, baby. And you have to have one person that you are not inviting. That's right. You gotta have one person be <laughs> left out. So... Um, with that in mind, Quinn, uh, you did you want to go first? Uh, well, let's start with friends first. Okay. Did you want to go first? Or you want my three okay. friends. Let's hear your three friends. Okay. My first one, it's zero. My first one is zero and it's piggy. My first one is summer, the purple penguin from Muppet Babies. I've used her before. Right. So and she's then, part of your candy crew? Yes. Okay. And Miss Piggy, did you say two? Yes, Miss okay. Piggy has zero, and then two as Big Bird, and three is Oscar. So those are wait, no, wait, hold on. 
Oh, so you picked four friends to go. Well, technically, technically it's three. Okay, well, oh, so Piggy doesn't count? Well, Piggy's number zero. We're going to have to go to the, the podcast rule book for this. Well, that's a pretty cool crew. Any any reason you want to bring some of those people along? Well, Oscar, because he has such a big trash can. He does. And Piggy, just because I think she might make me a costume. That's cool. You know, do you remember the movie Elmo and Grouchland, the classic Academy Award winning film? No. You actually get to learn what's down inside of Oscar's what is it? Uh, can. Now, I like your thinking because if he's got a standard trash can, you can, fill, gross. you can fill that baby with so much candy. Yeah. I mean, you're, gonna, you're guaranteed to be throwing up in the morning. Yeah, candy crew. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a lot of candy. But uh, what I learned from Elmo and Grouchland is that when you go into his uh, trash can, it actually, inside is like a, a huge um, living area, and then there's a path to a place called Grouchland, which is a terrible place. Okay. That's a lot to carry around on Halloween night, I'm just saying. Oscar the Grouch, you know, after you, after you take kids out for trick-or-treating or to the zoo or a walk around the city. To the zoo? Yeah, sure. You always say, oh, oh that kid's going to sleep... Sleep well tonight. Well, Oscar's going to sleep well if you bring him along. I think that's a great crew. Um, you know, that's weird. Well, no, I want to say my crew first. I think it's weird that you brought Piggy along. Why, Dad? Why, Dad? She's a real pig. She'll eat all your candy. Mm. All right. Well, here's my crew. Um, first of all, um, in the number one spot, I didn't do a zero spot. <laughs> in the number one spot, I got Sweetums. And... Uh, He's uh he would be Im- intimidating to do you know who Sweetums is? No. He's a gigantic monster. So I mean first and foremost, he's a monster and it's Halloween, right? If you got to be would, seen The person would drop all the candy and you would get a bunch of candy. Well yeah, well that's the thing. He would be well, very he would inti- carry all that candy. He would well, he's huge. He's got big muscles. He's he'd be very intimidating to any like 80s movie style bullies that try to steal your candy. Um and also like I said, he's a legit monster, so that gives your crew some credibility. Uh second, person on my uh, trick-or-treat crew is Uncle Traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock, and I'll tell you why. Because prior to going out into the different neighborhoods and stuff, he could map it out because he travels all around the country. So he, he's mapping routes to the best candy houses uh, if there's a family who's giving out dollar bills, because as I've told you, growing up in Michigan, the family across the street, they were doctors and they gave out dollar bills. So, instead of candy. Instead of candy. So Uncle Uncle Matt would be able to you know, traveling Matt would, would know where all the dollar houses are. Uh, and, uh, you know, he'd know where all the shortcuts to all the best candy spots. So I think he's a good person to have on the crew. Uh, and my third choice in the three spot is Snuffleupagus. You know, the big, yeah. the mastodon elephant creature that Big Bird imagines. Uh, he is essential for this crew because if we're following this extensive map that traveling Matt's put together for us, we're going to get tired. What happens when we get tired? We just climb up on Snuffleupagus's back, and he gives us a sweet ride home. Wait, Sweetums can't do that. Well, Sweetums is gonna have to. Uh, Sweetums is gonna have to figure out another mode of transportation. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Snuffleupagus might be able to accommodate Sweetums. If you think that Snuffleupagus could accommodate Sweetums, uh, send us an email at uh, heymattandq at gmail.com. I'd actually like to know what you guys think. Yeah. I'm actually gonna go against what you said, and I'm gonna say that I think Snuffy could. Could handle Sweetums on his back. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to our chaperone spot. Every every crew needs chaperones. 
They can't just let you out into the dark of the night, willy-nilly, unsafe. You're going to need someone to be the chaperone, make sure everybody gets out and gets home safely without any cuts and scrapes. Quinn, who's your chaperone? My chaperone is Nanny from Muppet Babies. Right, and this we've had a lot of discussions, uh, me and Quinn, with the uh, producers of our show, yeah. and we have decided, the producers were against it, but we have decided that Nanny counts as a Muppet. Yes. <laughs> I think that's Even a great... Even though she's not really a Muppet. Yeah, she's a cartoon. She's but, a cartoon. But uh, I think that's a great chaperone. Quinn, my choice of chaperone is going gonna, is gonna to be controversial as well. Uh, the producers were also against us uh, adding the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the Muppet list. Oh, did you choose a Teenage Mutant? I chose Master Splinter. He's going to be the chaperone <laughs> of my candy crew because he's old and wise, and he'll make sure we'll sit, we're safe. Like he'll definitely make us, you know, wear reflectors on our costumes. Okay. And he'll check our masks for, uh, you know, make sure that we can breathe properly through our masks. You it's know, like, we make will... sure you put a tracker on you. Yeah, we're, he'll make sure we swallow our tracking pills. He'll he'll actually probably inject us with our trackers before we go out. <laughs> and uh, he's also going to make sure we stay out of the bad parts of town. Because, you know, that's where he usually sends his uh, his turtles. So he knows the places where we uh, can Should avoid. Where Yeah, where there's a lot of Foot Clan activity. Because yeah. the Foot Clan, they're going to steal your candy. Finally, you hate to do it, but there's always somebody... That's going to get left out. But this is someone you're actively not inviting into your candy crew. And I'd like to know who it is and why you're shunning them so. I chose Animal because I, oh feel, gosh, like, yeah. I feel like he would go crazy. But then again, I would feel really bad for my chaperone. <laughs> Nanny, although, uh, is at least a little bit familiar with well, animal shenanigans. Animal. Baby animal. Do you think baby animal was easier to handle than full-grown no. animal? Yeah, I don't either. What is animal? He's just a big red monster. <laughs> He's an animal, all right. Uh, I think that's great. I, I leave him out, too. Uh, mine might seem a little obvious, but I think it's important that we leave Cookie Monster out of this. Oh. Because you've seen Cookie Monster. He's definitely going to snatch up your candy. And once, and even if you were like, say, well, Cookie here. Yeah, you can have one like Hershey bar you're like one Jolly Rancher stick. Fun, he's rest. going nuts. Exactly. He's just going to go nuts. He can't control himself. He's a candy, uh, candy holic, I believe is what they call it on the internet. He is just going to go nuts. Eat Where everybody's you find candy. This stuff? Oh, I, I know all kinds. It was on the dark web. Um, oh, what? <laughs> so anyway, those are our Muppet candy crews. And can I tell you, talking about it makes me more depressed than ever that we can't go trick or treating this year. Are we at least going to get some za? I gotta have my za. What's za? Oh, um, za, it's what us young people call pizza. It's way too hard to say pizza, so we just say za. It's way harder to say za than pizza. How do you figure? Pizza, two syllables. Za, one syllable, bro. <laughs> Roasted. What is it? Roasted, toasted, and, and shoved in a pizza box. And slightly burned. And sliced like no, a pizza. No, sorry, and slightly buttered. Slightly buttered? Yeah. How do you like your toast? Slightly buttered or, or heavily buttered? Slightly buttered. I like it heavily buttered. No, because I know then, it's bad it for you. then it doesn't melt all the way. I don't really like the... I like the taste of plain butter, but like it just... Uh, you like to just like, eat a butter? Yeah, not with like... like a big stick of butter, you walk around eating it like a candy no, bar? No, like not with a lot of like... On like <clears> toast. 
toast when you get those big clumps. I, I mean, I'll eat regular butter yeah. unless it's just really big clumps on a piece of toast. Then it tastes really good. You know what you do? You, you, when Something that is essential for me. I have to be right there by the toaster. When the toast comes out, you butter it immediately. And then you put the top. And then on you top. put you butter the next one, and then you put them on top. Unless you have one, you cut it. You cut it in half. You butter it immediately. Then you. I take issue with what you said because who just eats one piece of toast? Me. <laughs> anyway, this has been our Halloween spectacular. You just got roasted, toasted, and sliced into six individual slices. <laughs> um, well, this was our Halloween extravaganza. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, we're, we're still out here by the fire enjoying this fun camping trip. Um, he, all he bought, brought was a thing of fruit. And you know what? During the movie, I ate all the fruit. And I know, and I know that you might be hungry now, but you're just going to have to wait until tomorrow when we hike back into civilization. I'll take you out for pancakes. Why not? Heavily buttered. <laughs> <laughs> How about butter on pancakes? Heavily buttered? No. You know what the best is? What? Um, when you make the pancakes and you put the butter in the pan and then you pour the pancake batter in there. Yeah, then it gets crispy Then it gets edges. nice and crispy. The crispy edges. That is a, that is a dream. Pa- That's what Mia makes. I know. Mia makes the best pancakes. Mia makes the best pancakes. But if you think you make the best pancakes and you want to share a recipe with us, where would they send that recipe? At heymattandq at gmail.com. Also, if you want to tell us who's on your candy crew this year, um, if you want to tell us um, your memories of Hocus Pocus, or if you just want to tell us a scary story. I mean, uh, you know, I like scary stories all year round. Please don't send in any scary stories. Please send all scary stories accompanied with very scary pictures to Quinn herself. I'll be giving away her personal email. No, don't don't you dare. After she goes to sleep. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Have a great Halloween. Thank you for listening to our show. And we'll be back next week. With At least a... eat some candy. Right. We'll be Go back. buy yourself some candy. Eat some candy. We'll be back next week, by which I mean we'll be back whenever it is I post another episode. <laughs> uh, this has been Matt and Q. Watch a thing. And uh, I'm going to climb into my sleeping bag and get a little shut eye. Okay. Okay. Hi. Who is, what is this character? <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.